Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Healing Insight Acupuncture and Holistic Medicine on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, Minnesota. Owner Senya May and her team of practitioners can help patients with everything from digestion to weight loss, autoimmune conditions to fertility, and so much more. But today we're talking about sleep. It is crucial to our health, and a lot of us aren't getting enough good quality rest. And Senya says things like stress or anxiety, a nutritional deficiency, or a hormonal imbalance can be impacting our sleep. Healing Insight can help with those issues and treat you with acupuncture, utilizing calming points on the wrist, on the heart meridian that help you finally relax and sleep, and recommending herbs to calm stress and supplements to balance hormones. I see Senya regularly. She places needles in strategic points and then just lets me rest. I call it an acupuncture nap, and it's like a full night of restorative sleep in about 30 minutes. Visit HealingInsightOnline.com to see Senia's gorgeous new website and learn all about all of the treatments she offers. That's HealingInsightOnline.com. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Marjorie, today our theme is very interesting. Crystal clear. We're talking about crystals, <laughs> like magical, forceful crystals, and how we can incorporate them into our lives to maybe make things a little bit more peaceful. And I'm so pumped about this conversation because I hear kind of like a little bit of chitter chatter about crystals, but I know nothing about them. Yeah, Chitter chatter is what you hear. I hear a little bit of judgment is what I hear. And I... <laughs> I feel like I judge too, but I've never been properly schooled in them. Right. And and my only real experience of coming up with that coming up against that culture and again sounds more pejorative than I mean it, but coming up against that culture is Sedona. Have you ever been to Sedona, Elizabeth? No, I haven't. I, it was actually one of the contenders for one of the last girls' trips I did in the oh, before. Yeah. Um, but then we ended up in I think Palm Springs or somewhere instead. Sedona is Sedona, Arizona is just really, really one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my whole life. And I love to travel, so I've been a lot of places. It took my breath away. It's right in the middle of the Red Rocks. It's it's just stunning, except for the tourist strip, which is <laughs> shop after shop after shop of crystals. Oh. Because it's it, Sedona is supposed to have all of this really strong vortex energy. I don't really understand what I'm talking about, so just go okay. with me on this. I'm this going vortex with you. energy, and so there are a lot of crystal shops and a lot of it's, – it's supposed to be a very mystical place. It's supposed to have all this really amazing energy. Now, I will speak to the energy. I almost cried when we sort of drove up because I had never Did seen you really? anything quite like it. It's, it's oh, gorgeous. Great. But then the crystals, I just thought – they look really, it's really, really touristy and mm-hmm. it's just 
shop after shop after shop. And I thought, if these are so special, like every one of these shops should be lined in velvet and they should be displayed properly. And then I might buy into it. <laughs> it's not just piled up in a dusty corner somewhere. Exactly, exactly. But what about you? So the only thing that I really have a lot of experience with with crystals is watching Real Housewives. Back <laughs> when I used to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, there was a Real Housewife named Shannon Bedore. Who I don't, she might still be on the show, but she built this like huge, ostentatious, ridiculous house in Beverly Hills. Of course she did. And buried crystals everywhere. So she was like big on energy. So they were buried in the floors everywhere in the house to try to impact the energy of the house. And so it just came across as very like, elitist, woo-woo waste of money. So I actually think this is really interesting that these are our two perspectives when it comes to understanding crystals, which is you, a dusty, cheap tourist shop, and me, (laughs) uh, like just an over-the-top house in Beverly Hills. And so what I'm hoping today is that our guest, who I admire so much and I have been chatting with for years about all sorts of things, and she just always shares wisdom and truth bombs, that she is going to help to make us understand the value of crystals, but in a more like middle of the road way. Yeah. And I love them. And I want to believe, I really do. I want (laughs) to believe that there, that there is energy in things and that there are, that, that there are, I like the idea that there are still parts of the universe that I don't understand. And that you can shift the energy based on different items yeah. and things. I mean, that's that seems like really empowering yes. in your home. So our guest today is Kristen Brown. And I know, Marjorie, you're just getting to know Kristen. Kristen is a speaker, an author. She's an online trainer. She's an energy mastery expert. She is a widowed mom. And she does tons of speaking. So lots of public speaking, also lots of writing. And then as I've followed her in the last couple of years, uh, Kristen has gotten very into yoga. And then she has also embraced this idea of crystals. And so I've been following Kristen. Kristen, we have on Twin Cities Live regularly to talk about just ways to make your life better and more streamlined. And and Kristen's a pretty straight talker. So then when she started talking crystals, I was like, what's going on, Hmm. Kristen? Is she having a midlife crisis or is this going to be something (laughs) we're going to talk about? And I decided it was the latter. This is going to be something we're going to want to talk about. So Kristen Brown is here with us today. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Hello. Hello. So How'd you like that setup? You feel okay about going into this? Yeah, you've well, got two you know, cynics. Well, and the funny thing is, it was actually because of a semi-midlife crisis that I started using crystals. <laughs> <laughs> that so works. Elizabeth, you, you weren't wrong in seeing the path. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, so let's talk about this, though, as sort of... What I have come to understand is maybe more of just kind of a natural extension of something you've already always been interested in, which is that tangible idea, the tangibles when it comes to energy. Energy seems like an intangible, but it really is an actual force. And you've been teaching people how to shift their energy for a long time. Yes. So let's step back for a moment because I am a super nerd. Like I went to the international science fair in high school. My whole college (laughs) career was about, uh, I started pre-med, switched to research, ended up in business and did market research for many years. I'm very data oriented. So anything that I think about looking into has been researched to death. So -hmm. there's going to be some scientific proof behind it. I also am a true believer because of the science in energy mastery. So if you were to go to take a microscope and look at your own body down to its very cellular components, every one of your cells 
has its own frequency. So your heart, all the little cells in your heart have a different energy, able to be measured frequency, your neurons, your gut lining, everything. And when you go even smaller than that, and you look at the atoms and the molecules that make up all of those cells, every one of those has its own little bit of energy that's measurable by science. So that is really when I started to look into well, what kinds of things can impact that. I sometimes call myself a biohacker because <laughs> we're, we're trying to figure out, you know, how can you take things that are in our normal world that are legal and figure out how to be your best self. How I to love be this. A bad day. How do you biohack yourself so you feel better? Yeah. I love it's this. And, so and, smart. And this whole idea of energy and when you talk about cells and taking it to the scientific level, even within our own body, that's when I can buy into sort of energy mastery. And what I love about this for Best of the Nest is we all know that homes have energies for sure. You know, who who's in the home, what you've put in the home, all of those things together define how your home feels. And we all know this too. When we would come home from work or we would come back from anything or your husband comes back or your kids come back, what kind of energy do they bring into the house when they walk through that door? And that's for Elizabeth and I, that's been the foundational part of this podcast is what is the energy you're bringing through the door? <laughs> How are you making your nest the best nest that it can be? So this is exciting because right foundationally, comes- I so agree with you. Yeah, and Marjorie, that comes down to not only the people, as you talk about, but the stuff yep. that's in the house. Yep. I mean, and we've discussed that so many times, too, how if you have stuff that just doesn't bring you joy or feels cheap or feels like not – it doesn't have meaning, that you're missing out on that energy that you could have in your home when you have things that are made with intention or do bring value or bring you joy. So I love that you're getting down to like the the full cellular level, Kristen, because this is just like exactly – you. So when you think about then how do you optimize your, your, I guess the goal then would be to, Hey, let's have every cell like at its optimum energy level. Right. I mean, isn't that, wouldn't that be kind of the goal for a successful life and a successful being? For sure. And when you have, so as many different emotions as there are, that's how many energies there are. And when oh, you're wow. in a joyful place, your body and brain kick out neurotransmitters and, you know, I could go nerdy, super nerd, but we won't. Go, go nerdy. When you're, in, <laughs> when you're in a sad place, you kick out a different ratio of basically the same neurotransmitters. If you have, there's adrenaline, there's norepinephrine, there's cortisol, there's endorphins, there's oxytocin, and every emotion is made up of a different ratio of all of those different little chemicals. So when you're in a really happy, joyful, positive, I'm putting in air quotes, you can't see it, an uplifted energy space, your body is kicking out different chemicals that at the very cellular level change how you're vibrating, which is measurable by science. And then on the reverse, if you're in a lower energetic state, sad, fearful, anxious, depressed, your body's kicking out different neurotransmitters and chemicals that change the frequency down to the atomic level that put out a different frequency and people can see that, feel it. I mean, you know, we, we, you do that. You walk into the house and you can tell what the energy is or into a meeting or whatever. So it's, it's not just woo woo. It's, it's real. Mm -hmm. What's so interesting about what you're saying is we use the word, oh, that person's so charming. Oh, they're so likable. Oh, they're so whatever. And if you take it down to sort of the molecular level, it's, it's energy. 
it's what they're emitting. It's what they're sending out to the world that people are attracted to. And I don't think we think about it that way. We just think, oh, he's got a good sense of humor. Oh, he's good with people. Or, oh, she's good with people. But it's it's more foundational than that. And I find that really interesting when you think about that even with your children. Because I think children at a very young age or at any age are throwing off energy as well. And how do you enhance that even in your home so that that good energy comes more naturally to your children? Um, that's, oh, this is, I wish I'd thought about this 30 years ago. This is very really interesting. <laughs> well, and I'm glad you mentioned kids because kids haven't learned yet how to master their emotions at all. And you can't force them to. They have to develop in their own unfolding of, of emotional development. Right. And, you know, most people hit their emotional development peak around eighth grade and don't evolve beyond that. Not us, of course. Okay, 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 okay. Back up. You need to say that one more time. Most So emotional development unfolds naturally throughout our lifetime. Right. And we're always learning and growing and developing, just human nature, psychology. And at about eighth grade, I read some research a long time ago that that's about where most people stop. Because, you know, we're, we're, we hit puberty, we hit, you know, we kind of don't get as much attention and support. Not that we're not yeah. getting it from our parents, but they back off a little. And our, we're, it's kind of on ourselves to develop on our own. And most people don't have that that desire to have that growth mindset to say, I'm going to do this self-help stuff until later. So a lot of people kind of hit that eighth grade, high school level emotional development, which is not a bad place. It's just... There's so much more growing to do, and a lot of us hit that. Then when we get into our 40s or wherever, and we're like, wait, there, I think there should be more. And mm-hmm. then we start getting into self-help. You have a midlife crisis, hand raised. <laughs> <laughs> and you realize like, oh, man. And then you start digging in, and then you kind of start a little journey again of emotional development. Okay, isn't that fascinating? And I don't have any scientific proof of this, but when you think about evolutionarily, we're at the relative new part of humanity where people live to be 80, 90 years old, right? I mean, when you think about like that 14, 15 years old, Kristen, for most of human nature and human time, I mean, women were having babies then. It was Mm -hmm. like because you died at 36. You died at 40. You didn't even have time to get to self-help because you were in the ground before that ever happened. So it does that, that actually makes sense that when you think about like how we, our brains and bodies have developed that we haven't quite caught up to the lifespan that we are living. So no wonder people at 40 something are going, Wait what second. more is out there? Because most, for most of human history, you were dead then. And so you learned what more was out there because you were gone. Yeah, really, you didn't have to think about it. You were yeah. living it. But, but, but honestly, that means through your 20s and 30s, for a lot of people, that becomes sort of an emotional black hole. How different would it be if we acknowledged in curriculum, when kids actually get back to school, that that growth should be a part of their life through their 20s and 30s. I mean, what if, honestly, we were teaching kids at 10, 11, 12, 13 the importance of their own mental health, how to understand themselves? I mean, really proactively teaching that so that they they didn't go into that emotional black hole through their 20s and 30s, but were growing all the way through it in a healthy way. Uh, I think that would be amazing. It would be amazing. My daughter, who's 13, always says to me, she's like... 
why do I need to know she's in this advanced in advanced math? And she's like, why do I need to know this? Why are they not teaching me to do taxes and like emotional intelligence? Because she, she has a motivational speaker as a mom. So she knows those words. Right. <laughs> That's like, so good. I know. I know. I know. I hear. Listen, we did a whole podcast on that classes. We wish we uh, that we would have taken and they would have offered. Yeah. Okay. So Kristen, let's shift into this idea now that we've really established energy and what it means for us, and then all all of how that can translate into our well being and our emotions and all of that. How does this extend? into crystals. Okay. And how did you, if you're researching and living your nerdy life say, okay, let's look at these rocks and figure out if something cool is really going on here. Yeah. Well, I like that you said rocks because crystals are rocks and there is an entire branch of science called geology, right? Hello. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like rocks are like stupid and boring. There's a whole <laughs> field of science about it. So I always like to tell people, okay, where, look around you, where do you see some rocks? They're like, oh, like outside on the sidewalk, whatever. And I'm like, pick up your phone, right inside your phone, there's silicon, right inside your computer, there's silicon. Silicon is silicon is silicon wherever it is. It always conducts the same way. It's able to store information. There's some rocks that can be, that can conduct fire, that can create fire, you know, like flint. They all have different properties that are really, really cool, right? But then when you start to look at crystals, like you said, Marjorie, you were in Sedona and, you know, you see the pretty ones that are purple and blue and whatever. And so I think people get kind of mystified by like, well, what do those do? But are they just rocks? Cause they're dusty in a corner. <laughs> but the great thing about any rock, any crystal is that they're the same microscopically, atomically, no matter whether it's a little grain of it or whether it's a huge giant rock of it in a cave. And that's the thing that's powerful about crystals is they're such stable, such stable things in our world. And humans, our bodies, they're not stable. Are they? No, like, no, no, we're, no. So highly stable. unstable. Exactly. Highly unstable. So there's something that crystals can do called entrainment, where because they're so solid and stable and they have different grid patterns within it, they can actually cause the things around them to become entrained, to stabilize their motion and activity because of the crystal. Okay. I want to believe this. I want to, want to, want to believe this. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. So this is true. <laughs> I didn't make up the word entrainment. Geologists <laughs> at the biggest research facilities in the world made up the word entrainment. <laughs> but it makes sense. I mean, if every everything it. has its own properties, right? When you break it down to the molecular level, it all has its own properties. And I love how you bring up that idea of flint or silicon or all these different right. things that are that are used by tech companies or not super high tech, like matchbook making companies right. to <laughs> do whatever purpose they are good at doing. And so it kind of seems like that could be a natural extension into the other types of rocks that are out there. I mean, you're going to see all different colors and shapes and sizes and whatever, but it comes down to what are the properties of it at its core. Okay. So then you have, is, is there a different difference when people call something a crystal versus a rock? Is it like, is that just to make it fancier that we can woo woo it or what? <laughs> it, it totally depends. There, Chris, there are eight different, and I'm not going to go into this because this is super boring to most people, but there are eight different grid patterns that crystals are made up of at the microscopic level. And 
crystals are generally made up of the same thing throughout from the outer edge to the inner edge. Whereas a rock is usually made up of kind of a mix of stuff. Okay. But not always. If you, if you are a super geologist, which I admit I am not, I appreciate geology, but I'm not a super nerd geologist. <laughs> There's different classifications of rock, crystal, mineral, chunk of dirt, you know. Then I get it. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so when people are looking at crystals, and I, and this has been going on for, I'm sure, thousands of years, that people have recognized, whether they had a microscope or not, that there was something to different elements that they found in the earth and that they found for healing or for whatever they were using. So when you think of crystals and their meaning, I mean, how do we use them? Which ones should we be using? And I know, I'm sure there are thousands of books written about this, but but kind of the basics of what attracted you at first to going, oh, wow, how could I utilize this and teach people that this could be a really helpful tool? Yeah. Well, when I was getting my yoga teacher training certification, I was, I mean, I had been dabbling with crystals, mo- mostly like I'd see one at home goods and be like, oh, that's so pretty. I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Like I wasn't, I wasn't attracted to like, whoa, I feel entrained. Yes. I, I just thought it was cool. I just I, love, you know, I saw I, it at home goods. Look good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Where all good things start, right? Yeah. Home goods. Of course. And, and, and side note, most of the ones at home goods are actually pretty good quality. So. Wow. Just, just so you know. Just, just so you know. Also, they have a really great lamp selection that's high quality too. <laughs> totally. Just FYI, that's true. <laughs> Excellent lamps. <laughs> um, so it started out as just like I felt like, oh, like, but why did I like this one over this one? Was it because of the color? Like, and I, so I was just curious because that's just what my brain does, mm-hmm. and that's what got me starting reading about it. And I was going through yoga teacher training, and I went to a class that in that used crystals during the yoga class, and I was like whoa, like I bawled and it could have been because I was in this midlife crisis, but I cried like three or four times during this class because it was a citrine release class. So citrine is like a golden, clear, gorgeous stone. One of my favorite stones actually. I love citrine. It's so pretty, right? And that's what opened me up to it. I'm like, whoa, that, I mean, could it have been a purple rock laying there? I don't know, but I wanted to know then. That's what opened the door for me. And when I started to look at, okay, it's the color, the, where your body is at, what there is truly a resonance because you feel energy of people. You can also feel energy of a rock. So tell me, look, tell me, tell me exactly though. So you're in the class. mm -hmm. Are you surrounded by citrine? Are you holding it? Or what is the, what is the, what's the energy transfer that's happening in that moment? That was so powerful. All of the above. There was one by our feet, one by our head. And then we had one that we would, that she gave us the option to hold if we wanted throughout the class. Okay. Oh, I mean, and she was guiding us with meditation and, you know, we were in different poses and, you know, it just, it was releasing something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's Yeah. That's really amazing. Okay. So how, so then is citrine something that you are always like, is that the one that just connects with you as a person or does it depend on different scenarios in your life or different situations? I do find myself called to different ones. If I go into a crystal shop, I will look around and I will be overwhelmed at the piles of dusty rocks mm-hmm. like that we, we've seen in crystal shops. But when you get close to one, I mean, you'll look around and you'll be like, oh, what is that? Like your eye is drawn to something for a reason. And it's not always the beautiful, perfectly shiny one. Sometimes it's just like it literally looks like a chunk of dirt. And you're like, why do I want to hold this? 
Hmm. And I truly believe that that's a great way to pick them. But there's also energy centers in our body, and that's like a whole different show. They're called chakras if you're in that world. Yep. But these energy centers actually are where different parts of our endocrine system flow things through our body physically, mm-hmm. but energy follows that. And so these different energy centers, these chakras, are tied to different crystals and colors as well. And that's like a whole lesson we could really dive into if you wanted, but I don't know how deep you want me to go. <laughs> well, and that, I mean, that's connected to aromatherapy too. I mean, there's yeah. all sorts of things that go into the the study of chakras and that's such an ancient art and, and healing method. But it's interesting how a crystal could could impact. Now, are there certain crystals that you would go like, okay, I am feeling an excessive amount of anxiety because maybe I'm pregnant and I live at the center of social unrest and there's a pandemic going on. I, I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> would there be a certain crystal that you would then Recommend. bring into your home? Hypothetically, should that be someone's For that friend, what right would you now, say? I would say grounding stones would be great for you. And grounding stones are My friend, be- Kristen. For, for your, your friend. <laughs> black stones would be great. Black tourmaline, jet, shungite, any black stone is really powerful because it grounds you back. When you have anxiety, you're really outwardly focused and you're like, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff I have to juggle. Depression is different. Depression is internal and you're internally focused. So anxiety, you need to go back within, ground yourself, get yourself feeling safe on this chunk of rock we're floating around in in space and really ground yourself to say, okay, I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm here for a reason. And that those black crystals can help there. So when this Um, person brings this person who's having these issues, brings this into her home, what, like, is it, is it a, is it a palm sized rock? Is she walking around with it in her hand? Do you put it on the kitchen countertop? I mean, what's the actual practical use of the transfer of energy? How does that, how does that actually happen? Like, is, where is she supposed to put it? What is she supposed to do with it? Does she carry it in her pocket? Like, I don't. Well, well, with as many things as she just said, I would say maybe get a bed of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I like, if, if you're going to have a lot of anxiety, your friend has a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I like to have a piece of black tourmaline when I, cause I, I go through times where I have lots of anxiety and just lots of stuff that you're trying to juggle and stuff that's uncontrollable, stuff that's controllable. Right. I like to just keep a little time, like a really small chunk in my pocket. So it's not like bulging out. Yeah. But I also like to keep a chunk by where I'm working, like in my workspace. Oh, nice. like in your, you, you cook so much, Elizabeth, you know, like keep a big chunk in your kitchen. Yeah in your car even just for people that are still skeptical you know what what i like to just tell people about crystals like at its very core they're a reminder of what you want oh and it's it's really an intention setter so if you don't believe in any of the science they're a reminder you know like i have bracelets that i wear from a company called karma stacks she hand makes these crystal bracelets and they all have different meanings and when i wear them it just i have different ones for different meanings and when i wear them it reminds me throughout the day this is what i want today i love i don't have to think about the science it's just it's what i want it's an it's an intention reminder Mm -hmm. i love that because i think that's an easier way for people to get their head around it i i love the idea of this because I think whatever – we do so many things that are bad for us, and it's always interesting to me how we resist simple things that are good for us. That, because we think 
well, that can't be right. right. It was so funny that right. you say that, Marjorie, because gosh, was I listening to, I can't remember if it was the news or if it's Michelle Obama's book that I'm listening to. You know, this is everything that's going into my brain. It's yeah. getting muddled in there. But just yesterday I was hearing about this idea of our brains are so wired toward the negative that it's easier to convince us of something based on fear than based on something positive. Right. So this, I think it was coming down to political ads in whatever capacity right. I was consuming this information, that that is why negative political ads are so effective because it is easier to convince someone to say, well, that that option will kill you and hurt your family and end up with you out on the street right. versus my option is going to make you better because, and, and it's been shown, negative political ads are highly effective. They're right. highly effective. And I learned that when I worked on a political advertising research project in college. You're not the only nerd around here, Kristen. Well, I know you're a nerd. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but it is, you're so right, Marjorie. Like it's, it's easier with a, a negative thing or to, or to like justify something bad for us for that immediate high, right. right? Like, okay, instead of actually getting more sleep, we're just going to pound more coffee. I mean, and I, I love coffee, but without looking at the real root versus going, how can we just incorporate some of these things into our Ever so daily life? Ever so Ever simply. So simply. And, that, yeah, I think and, we've, and we've talked about grounding on this show before where you stand outside with your, and that's a real biohack thing, with bare feet so yep. that you can connect your body to the electromagnetic frequency of the earth because we're bombarded with so many different frequencies in modern life that being connected to the earth is something that's so important. And this, to me, what Kristen's saying just seems like another extension of that. Exactly. And I just think it, it's, it, that's why I love your gateway to this. Your gateway is just, even if you don't believe it's going to make you feel better, even if you don't believe these rocks or crystals have properties, it's a sign of your intention. And doesn't that even too just change your energy? And so just at that foundational level, you're in control of changing your energy, whether you, whether or not you believe that the crystals will. And I, 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 I think that's such a great, that's such a great way to enter that space if you're a cynic. And I think so, so cool. many of us are cynical about what's good for us. And so I love that somebody could try this. And, you know, for me at the base level, they're just pretty. I mean, yeah. I kind of, I kind of, I, I think I do, be, I do believe everything has energy. I do. Yeah. I believe, you know, I'll see a charm bracelet in an antique store and I can't not buy it because I feel like that person's life is in that bracelet. I have like six of them and they're not <laughs> cheap. I need to stop. But at the same time, I feel like that that charm bracelet needs to be caretaked because it was somebody's life. And so I believe that energy, I mean, that the energy is all around us. But I, I do think that that's, I, that's so, that's such a powerful thing you've said is just bring it in and use it as a sign of intention. I love that. Are there any other ones, Kristen, that you think like, hey, these are really useful or these have been helpful to me? Yeah, I think selenite is a really cool stone. It's super soft. Like it'll, it's hmm. long. You get, you get them in wands and I call yeah. them magic wands because they're like, they just, they're so gentle to hang on to. They, they are kind of a whitish. They look like the moon. That's Ooh. one of my favorites. I love just an, a beautiful rose quartz. Oh, That's yeah. for heart, energy, self-love. Right now, loving anything outside is hard, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love what you guys are saying about this. You know, it's just pretty. The goal of any energy mastery technique, whether it's crystals or grounding or 
whatever it is that you're doing is to interrupt the state that you're in to remind yourself to get back to being awesome. Because, yeah. you know, we often cause ourselves our own drama. So whether you're biohacking, energy mastery, whatever you want to call it. If I'm on stage, I don't talk about crystals because most corporate teams freak out about that. <laughs> all the other like non-hippie tips that I share, it's all about pattern interrupt and interrupting the state you're in with something, whether it's looking at a pretty crystal, holding it in front of you, um, going on a walk outside, making a list. It's about interrupting your state so you can change the energy, which is all just chemicals in your brain and body, mm -hmm. to shift you back to where you need to be. And that's meditation, breathing with yoga. That's the goal of all of those tools. So yep. it's just another sort of, the crystal idea is another tool in the toolbox to figure out how to get out of your own way, which is what we're always trying to do because we're in our own way all the time. It's exhausting because wherever yeah. you go, Marjorie, there you are. There you are. I'm right there. <laughs> right there blocking myself. I can yeah. never get away from myself. Well, and one of, one of my little taglines for my business is, I help you unblock your best self. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's, that's what we're doing. I love that. It's so smart. Quick question. If you, if there were one crystal or one, well, one crystal that you would put in a child's bedroom, what would it be? Okay. I would give them an orange one because orange ones are all about creativity. Hmm. It's their sacral chakra, but I just love when kids are creative, so much information comes out. And, and I actually uh, work with kids sometimes because kids love crystals right. and you can see which ones they touch and feel. And that can really, you can see like, Oh, I think they're upset about something or they're sad hmm. or whatever. And just by what they're, what they're drawn to. But I, when they're creative and drawing or singing, that reveals so much about their inner world. Right. So I would say orange crystals, car orange carnelian is my very favorite. Orange carnelian. Kid. Oh, that's oh really what cool. a fun that's idea. Great. That's so great. Okay. So what about those who say that this is too woo woo for them, Kristen? Have you seen people start to just shift how they think and how they feel? Yeah, I think when you talk about science with some of those people, they get yeah. a little bit more open-minded. Some people are just never on board, and that's totally cool. They're beautiful. Crystals are so cool. Like, just get some because they're pretty. That's right. enough. That's enough for me. Oh, this was powerful. I I, I, um, I may have to go back up to Sedona with new eyes and go into some of those dusty shops because I think this is, this is really, really fun. If I you, like the idea of the bracelets too, though. I think that would be fun to just have that, con that, um, collection and kind of just stack them with intention of what you're thinking of. And then they just look like beautiful accessories too. Do you have to worry about where you're buying them? I mean, are, are some people like making counterfeit ones out of plastic because <laughs> humans are the worst and oh, they're yes. always trying to do terrible things to each other? Yes. Um, if you go to Amazon, there's, it's, Lots of fake stuff. Okay. I, do you want a couple recommendations? Yeah, we would love it. Okay, so I can't say where you would go in Arizona, Marjorie. Right. Sedona, of course, is a natural place to go. Right. Um, in, in Minneapolis, uh, the Enchanted Rock Garden and Jewelweed are where I get mine. And if I order online, I usually get them from Rocks with Sass. Okay. She's, she, she, <laughs> she pre, they're curated, you know, so she, she goes to rock shows, she picks them out. I'm um, same with jewelweed here in, in Wyzetta. They, she goes to rock shows and like makes sure they're real and, and authentic. Oh, and that's great. That's really fun. That's really cool. And I'm sure that when you go into one of those shops, which there probably are in all sorts of cities, 
that they that the person there has some real knowledge and passion and can kind of help guide you a little bit in the right direction. Okay. And Kristen, you have to tell us before you go, because Kristen has been a speaker for many years and does an amazing job motivating people within corporations and organizations and all sorts of stuff. But this Nama Sync that you are doing, you can't leave without telling us about this concept because I was so excited for you and you have a new space and everything. So can you give us the, the pitch on that? Yeah, so Namasink, it's a word I made up. Nama, <laughs> Namaste in yoga is, you know, the light in me honors the light in you. Uh, but so we pulled Nama from that because it's about relationships and with yourself and with others. Sync is how do you sync your body, mind, and spirit so you show up as your best. So Namasink is the name of it. It's the center for pure potential. It's where people go to really make sure that they're activating the right energy centers. They're showing up as their best. It's not all crystal healing. I do a lot of like really hardcore executive leadership training. But for leaders who want to activate their body, mind, spirit connection, not just show up and, you know, exert their power. There's also couples experiences where couples can come in and, you know, we do some fun stuff where we have a thing called work-life mapping and we identify your energizers, your drains, so you can have deeper communication. It's just fun. Bachelorette parties, stuff like that. But then also one-on-one work with people to just dig into where do they need to align, energize, activate, all that good stuff. And Marjorie, you'll love this. She laid the floors in her own space by herself. (laughs) Do By herself, she laid the floors. And this is why I'm noticing on the website, there are so many photos that predominantly feature the floor and that is not by accident. (laughs) I have a scar on my wrist that I will have forever that's like literally this flooring sliced my wrist open. I think there's a major artery there. So that is probably, I know. <laughs> well, I'm for, a, I'm for any company that is about training our leaders to find their best selves, because I think those are the leaders we need who are, so who are good. feeling good about themselves and all their energies are in sync so that they can lead the rest of us in a positive, in a good energy sort of way. Uh, oh, Kristen, Kristen, thank you so, so much for this. This is, this has been so much fun for me because Elizabeth and I are the same way. When we don't know anything about something, it's just a joy to, to, to learn. So thank you so much for your time. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. So from Wes's mommy this morning, great source of comfort. I thought this would be perfect for this morning. Great source of comfort. It's nice to hear that other moms think the same crazy thoughts that I do. (laughs) Love to listen and laugh. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best to the Nest or go to besttothenest.com to subscribe to our newsletter. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing for a limited time. 
Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.